Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian, and today we are going to talk about how to overcome the fear of weight gain. And before we jump in, I want to make a quick announcement because on November 1st, I am opening up pre-sale for The Confident Body. And The Confident Body is my eight-week group coaching program that will help you shift how you think, feel, act, and perceive your body so you can adopt body image flexibility. And you're probably thinking, well, what does that mean? And so through four learning modules that's going to be dripped out over eight weeks, TCB is going to help you change habits, beliefs, and recurring thoughts that keep you stuck believing your body is never good enough. It's going to help you develop a larger view of your self-worth and help you build skills to support confidence in your body no matter what you look like. It's going to help you stop relying on the scale, a clothing size, or other people's opinions to dictate how you feel about your body. And it's going to help you value your body for what it does for you over what it looks like. And the confident body is perfect for you if you are someone who wants to wear the clothes you want to without feeling self-conscious or like your body isn't good enough. If you want to break your daily routine of standing in front of the mirror and picking yourself apart and finding everything that isn't perfect about your body. If you want to start speaking to yourself and your body with respect, kindness, and compassion instead of just focusing on what needs to be fixed. If you're ready to stop comparing yourself to others when you're out for dinner or at an event or even just walking down the street. And if you'd really love to be able to just take a photo without immediately zooming in on your flaws, then the confident body is perfect for you. In these learning modules, we have short videos, self-reflection exercises, and habits to practice that are going to help you shift how you think, feel, and act towards your body and help you develop confidence and compassion towards yourself. You're also going to have access to our ongoing group chat. There is so much amazing coaching, community, and support that you'll find in here and optional weekly coaching calls that will be recorded for anyone who can't show up live. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find a link to check out the Confident Body details and access the first lesson of the program for free in the show notes. So we kick off this round of The Confident Body on November 20th, which is perfect because the holidays can often be a little bit challenging for body image. There are some challenging situations, some old stuff that might come up. And so this time during the holidays, if you join us in TCB, you're going to have a whole group of women, including me as your coach, that are going to support you through and teach you skills to deal not just with your own thoughts during this time, but also how to approach situations that might be triggering for your body image in a totally different way. As I mentioned, I'm opening pre-sale for the program on November 1st. And if you join in pre-sale, you're going to get the largest discount I'm probably ever going to be offering for this program. If you want to learn about pricing, what's inside the program, and download the first lesson for free, as I mentioned, you can find that in my bio. So with that, I almost didn't want to do a life update here, but then this morning as I was writing this episode, I got really angry. I got really angry at the software that I use to write emails and I blew up. I exploded and I have not gotten that angry in so long. But I have to say it felt really good to be able to express the anger and not judge myself for being angry. For me, this was really big because I used to suppress all my emotions, like both the sad emotions, the angry emotions, but also I never really was like fully happy because I didn't let myself express a range of emotions. And so I wanted to share that because I think it's really relevant that our emotions are there. They're not always rational, but the more we try to suppress them, 
the more uneasy we can feel. And so it's okay to let yourself express them. All right, on to a talk about the fear of weight gain. We are going to talk about the beliefs that we have around gaining weight, the fear that we have around gaining weight, and how these fears and beliefs potentially hold you back from actually feeling how you want to feel in your relationship with food and your body. And I want to be really clear is that when you improve your relationship with food or your body, like in that process of improving those relationships, not everyone gains gains weight. Like some people might lose weight, but we kind of have this belief of like, if I improve my relationship with food and I let myself eat a wider range of foods or I don't track calories anymore or whatever, then that means I'm immediately going to gain weight. You might, you might not, but whatever your body does in that experience. So whatever your body does while you are working on your body image or while you are working on your relationship with food, it is what your body needs to do in order to get you to be able to have the relationship with both that you want. I want to also let you know that it's not necessarily a permanent weight gain, right? It's not necessarily like, oh my gosh, I gained all this weight and then my body is never going to find a baseline again. Absolutely not true. But a big part of this is we need to allow our bodies to do what they need to do in order to let ourselves get to a point where we can feel more neutral around food, where we can feel more comfortable in our bodies. Honestly, like whether you do gain or lose weight in the process of changing your relationship with food, it really doesn't matter. And the point of this podcast is not to help you be okay with gaining weight. It's to help you reduce the importance you place on your body size for self-worth so that you can allow your body to do what it needs to do. And here's a really hard truth is that your fear of weight gain or fear of other possible body changes is keeping you from improving your body image and relationship with food. And your fear of weight gain is going to keep you from fully engaging in your life. And I get it. I get it so much because I overtrained and underate and obsessed over food to the point of losing my period for over three years because of this fear of weight gain. And for me, in overcoming that fear, an entire new world opened up. Like literally my life is completely different in so many positive ways. Like I have the life that I thought being the right body size would give me. I have that life with really great friends, a loving partner. I feel self-confident. I feel comfortable showing up as my true self to others. And so it is possible, but how do we do it? And so very simple answer, (laughs) not easy, simple but not easy. Reduce the importance of your appearance for self-worth. Obviously, not easy to do. So before we hop in to breaking down the reasons why and actionable tips, I want to get your brain thinking a little bit and start asking yourself some questions. And if you can stop and take notes, amazing. If you are driving or walking, listen to each of the questions. If you want to pause and reflect on the questions, amazing. You can also like listen to this and then come back and listen to it again. But I have three kind of big questions for you. And that is, how does my fear of weight gain affect my eating habits? So for example, do I choose food just based on calories? Do I always pick the lower calorie or healthier option? Do I skip meals or reduce meal size because I'm worried of the calories? Do I practice obsessive or rigid calorie or macro tracking? Am I obsessive over like eating the healthiest thing? Those are all ways that your fear of weight gain may affect your eating habits. Next question, how does my fear of weight gain affect my body image? Here are some examples. Maybe you're constantly body checking. You weigh yourself all the time. You inspect your body for changes. You compare yourself to old versions of yourself. You're overly preoccupied with your shape or your weight. 
you compare yourself to other people, you compare yourself to past versions of you, you talk about or comment on body shape or size a lot, all of those are examples of fear of weight gain affecting your body image. And the last question is, if I did not fear weight gain, how would my life be different? So a couple examples, maybe you would choose more food you enjoy more often. Maybe you'd feel more freedom while eating. Maybe you'd have less negative self-talk. Maybe you would be less preoccupied with tiny changes that happen in your body. Or maybe you could finally throw out those old clothes and buy clothes that truly fit you. Maybe you would feel better choosing the size that actually fits. You would feel better because you wouldn't talk about your weight or your shape so much. You wouldn't think about it so much. I'd love for you to give yourself some time to kind of think through this stuff. And then the the next question is, like, why are we collectively as a society so freaking scared of gaining weight? And I have kind of two big groups of reasons. And the, the first one is, is that we've been told we should control our weight and appearance and that if we don't control our weight or appearance, we are undisciplined, lazy, unhealthy, blah, 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 blah. And we have been led to believe that, pe- that, that thinness is morally superior to not being thin and that thinness immediately equals more attractiveness. But interestingly, research shows both that uh, body size and weight doesn't have as much impact on attractiveness as we think and also, we don't have as much control over our body shape or size as we think. And those of you who have done like crazy diets or exercise programs to try to get yourself down to your smallest weight, you probably get it. Like it is so much effort because our bodies don't want to be that small, right? And we're also afraid that if we gain weight, we're going to lose status as one of these quote unquote like morally superior, healthy, thin people. We think that people are going to judge us more. We're going to get less external validation from others. And here's the thing. If allowing your body to change size as it needs to also allows you freedom to be more social, express your personality, spend mental energy on things other than food and exercise, it is likely all of your relationships, including your relationship with yourself, will improve. Maybe you won't get as many compliments on your body or your weight, but you will have mental space to be you. And personally, I'd rather have people enjoy being around me for my personality rather than just wanting to be around me for how I look, which I hope nobody just wants to be around me for how I look. And because of these fears, instead of focusing on true health and wellness behaviors, we focus on health and wellness as a look, which turns healthy behaviors like eating veggies, going to the gym frequently, um, you know, watching how much sugar we eat, it turns those, those potentially healthful behaviors into stressors. We stress over missing a workout. We feel guilty when we don't eat vegetables. We try to restrict ourselves from eating any kind of sugar. And we beat ourselves up when we don't do these things perfectly. And when our body has perfectly normal fluctuations. And just like anything else in the extreme, yes, extreme levels of body fat can be problematic and can contribute to health difficulties, or even like extreme levels of body fat can even just make daily mobility difficult. But we also need to recognize that you're not all of a sudden out of nowhere gonna gain 50 kilos just because you stop fearing gaining a pound. You're not gonna gain 50 kilos just because you stop weighing yourself every single day. And we also wanna recognize that on the other end of the spectrum here, there are also risks. Having body fat that is too low, which was, in my case, one of the reasons why I lost my period, has its own set of risks and and health issues. 
And so that is kind of the big reason is that we believe that we should control these things. And it brings up these beliefs that are really, really unhelpful and we get really deep into them and it's hard to even identify. And then we have the second reason, which is it's really hard because of everything I just mentioned to untangle self-worth from appearance, especially when we are constantly celebrated for weight loss. And we are constantly celebrated for weight loss even when it's horribly unhealthy. Like you've probably heard stories of people that are like, I've been depressed and haven't been able to eat and I lost weight and all of a sudden people are complimenting me. And that reinforces this belief, right? This belief that smaller is better. And it's really unfortunate, but we cannot change this overarching society. We have to start with ourselves. And so this is why challenging these beliefs are so important. And recently this has come up so much with clients and it's a topic that we cover in depth inside the confident body. And it's that we were not taught to value ourselves for who we are. We are very much taught to value ourselves for achievement. Like it doesn't matter how hard you try if you fail, right? And so it makes sense that now we value ourselves for an achievement, for discipline, what we have on paper, et cetera, et cetera. And we've been taught that weight loss or a certain body shape is an achievement. And we get caught up in what other people think, in society's influences. And we also assume a lot about what other people think of us, which if you haven't listened to last week's episode, definitely go back and listen to that one. Speaking of self-worth, we need to be really clear about something. You are worthy as a human just because you exist. Not because of what you look like, not because of your body fat percentage, not because you're blonde or brunette, none of those things. But... If you focus on your body fat percentage or your appearance as a metric for your worth, then yes, you gauge your self-worth on your appearance. And we're going to talk about this later and we're going to talk about some ways to work through it. And so you probably feel like a more valuable human in a smaller body, but that feeling is a false sense of security. In my case, for example, yes, I got more compliments on my physique when I was smaller, but my relationships were way more fake. The people that cared about how I looked weren't people that I truly valued or felt like I could open up with or felt safe with. It was like posting something on Instagram for vanity likes, right? When I was really dependent on this external validation for self-worth, people would tell me I look good, but if they didn't tell me I look good one day, I would be like, oh, I must look terrible. That must be why. And now I don't get really any, I really don't get body comments at all. I think partly people in my life know that's not my thing. But also when I do get a compliment on something about me, it is not weight related at all. It's like, I love your top or your hair looks great or you look so happy. And those are the type of compliments that I really, really enjoy. I want to make a side note before we talk about actually overcoming these fears. Essentially what we've been talking about here is something called overvaluation of weight and shape. And it is in recent research, it's now considered to be one of the main maintaining mechanisms of eating disorders, which essentially means that putting too high of a value on your appearance, your weight, or your body shape is a key factor in an eating disorder. And we are not talking about eating disorders here, but it is important to note that disordered eating habits and severe body image struggles can lead to eating disorders. And I also want to mention that if you fear you are struggling with an eating disorder or on your way there, please reach out to a qualified clinician, therapist, counselor. I'm happy to chat with you and point you in the right direction, but it is really helpful to reach out for help. Let's dig in how we're going to start overcoming this fear of weight gain. 
I want you to start getting clear on how your fear is actually holding you back. Like what is the bad part about maintaining this fear and what are the potential positives of being open to your body changing? So first, I want you to think about like where did this fear come from? I want to make a note here that there is a model of body image called the tripartite model of body image that indicates sort of three main influences on body image, media, peers, and parents. And so it might be helpful to ask yourself, like, how did the media, my peers, or my parents influence this fear of weight gain or body changes? This, if you decide to join me in TCB, this is something that we are going to go into. Next question, what experiences feel closed off or limited to you because of your fear? What experiences could open up if this fear were gone? What pressure might be relieved if this fear were gone? And if this fear didn't exist, what could you put your mental energy into instead? The next thing we're going to talk about for overcoming your dependence, or sorry, overcoming fear of weight gain is to decrease your dependence on external validation. And we talked about this in the like appearance for self-worth part of the podcast, but the more that you depend on others to validate your worth, the more precarious and unstable that self-worth is. But I also want to extend to you lots and lots of compassion. I would literally give you a hug right now if I could, because it's likely that this is the way that you learned to build your self-worth was through this external validation. And so unless you had some really progressive, emotionally intelligent parents or caregivers, it is highly likely that no one has ever taught you the importance of validating yourself. And so what does this actually look like? Noticing the shit you do well. So this is so simple as being like, hey, I made myself a really good coffee this morning. And it's so simple as that. And it gets more difficult to actually like sitting with the feeling and letting the feeling wash over you of, wow, I am really good at my job. And allowing yourself to like sit in that feeling and let it wash over you can, it literally is a physical sensation of joy. And this can also look like allowing yourself to notice what you do like and do appreciate about your body. So yes, we want to reduce the importance of your appearance for self-worth, but we can also bring attention to the awesome things that your body does and is. Like, I appreciate my strong arms because I can pick up my 26 kilo dog. Another part of internal validation is allowing yourself and actually attuning yourself more to your body's needs. And so it is literally validating what is happening inside your physical body. That might be your need for rest. Maybe it's noticing or responding to hunger cues. Maybe it's acknowledging feelings. And we talk about this in modules two and three of TCB and sort of develop some strategies for this. I want you, while you're working on internal validation, stop waiting for your boss to tell you you did a good job. And don't wait for some dude to tell you that that dress looks good. Let yourself validate those things for you. The third thing that we can do to overcome this fear of weight gain is to increase your focus and interest in non-appearance related pursuits. And so of course, we feel like gaining weight is the worst thing that could happen when we put so much mental and physical energy into preventing it. So when I was spending two hours a day at the gym, weighing everything I ate, measuring everything I ate, tracking it in my fitness pal. Of course, I was putting so much effort into that that I would be pissed if I put in that much effort and I wasn't seeing the result I wanted. And so part of it was like starting to put effort into other things. We need to start doing more shit that doesn't make us think about our weight all the time. Try a hobby, sign up for a class, make more plans with friends, get a freaking pet. Well, only get a pet if you can actually handle getting a pet. Don't get a pet just to stop thinking about your body. Because the more that you engage your mind with things that are non-appearance related, the less space that, that your appearance is going to take up in your brain. 
And the last thing before we do like a rapid fire actionable tips is know that you do not need to love everything about your body in order to appreciate and feel at home in your body. I'm not selling you body positivity. Like my goal for my body image coaching program is not to be like, you're going to come out of this program loving everything about your body. Because for most of us, if not all of us, loving everything about how we look is not realistic. Having days where you look in the mirror, you're like, nah, don't really like that right now. Like that's normal. And what is realistic is body image flexibility. And that is being able to accept, hey, I don't love every single part of my body, but I am a worthy human. I am worthy of love. I'm worthy of care. I appreciate my body for what it does, even if there are parts that I'm not obsessed with, right? And so a lot of that is the acceptance of some of the parts of my body I'm not going to love ever. I can accept myself and who I am and know that my I am worth, uh, worthy of everything aside from what my body looks like. And so a pursuit of body image flexibility is developing that self-worth and confidence outside of your appearance. So basically what I'm saying, if any of this podcast has resonated with you, the confident body is going to be an incredible journey and choice. I think you're going to get a lot. Actually, no, I know you're going to get a lot out of it. So with that, actionable tips. First one, practice daily body appreciation. I appreciate my arms for being able to hug my friends and and partner. I'm grateful to my ears to allow me to listen to podcasts. It is okay to like parts of your body for how they look, but here we want to aim to expand your view of what your body is on this earth to do. Part of that is really starting to become more intentional with drawing attention to the different factors of your body, of like what it does for you. So there are six factors and I'm of course going to not get all six out when I say them, but we can value our body for like creative pursuits, activities, um, our five senses, uh, communication skills, self-care. There are so many different ways to value our bodies. And the second thing is to reduce or limit body checking. Um, Body checking is essentially the things that you do to inspect, measure, or keep tabs on your weight or shape. So it's like lifting up your shirt to check out your belly, frequent weighing, going back through old photos or inspecting photos. So in the last TCB group, one of the women in the group noticed that she started out every morning checking the cellulite on her legs, which drew attention to her cellulite, which triggered her insecurity about her cellulite every morning at the beginning of the day. For her, it was really helpful to stop doing that morning cellulite check. And we replaced it with something that in TCB we call body image anchor habits, which help reinforce this body appreciation. Next thing, practice internally validating yourself for non-appearance related stuff. Tell yourself good job more often. Remind yourself of what you're good at. Let yourself like wallow in, I am good at things. I deserve recognition. Give yourself that recognition. Let it be okay that you toot your own horn. This is, we have, all of us have been taught, be humble, be humble. And essentially what ends up happening is we just end up being really self-critical. Like, You can toot your own horn and you don't need to run out there like being like, everybody look at me. You can do that inside your own head. And it feels really nice to like sit and be like, I'm really proud of myself for that thing. That feels really good. Let yourself do that. Last couple, do more activities that bring attention away from your body. Try a hobby, sign up for a class, go to a concert, read a book, draw your focus away from appearance and towards doing cool shit. Last two, do a values check-in. And these are questions that I actually got from one of my dear friends, Holly Priestland, co-host of the Be Well Cartel podcast. 
And I think you can hear her on episode like 36. She's incredible. These were questions that came up, I think, on one of our Be Well Car Hill podcasts like three years ago. And this can be very helpful for um, starting to value your appearance less and value who you are more. Consider what you value about other people. Consider what the people you care about value about you. And consider what you want to be valued for. I hope that the thing that you want to be valued for is not being the woman who finally got rid of her cellulite. I hope what you want to be valued for is something a little bit deeper than that. And if you're not sure what it is, this is where journaling can be helpful. Also, you can listen to the values episode, which I think is episode like 91. Last actionable tip, download lesson one from The Confident Body. This is a lesson. It's the very first lesson, sort of an intro to the program. And in this lesson, you're going to begin to separate what you believe about your body from what your body is actually capable of. And this sets the tone for the work that we do in in The Confident Body. And in the show notes, you'll be able to find a link to click, enter your email, and you'll be able to download that. Last reminder, pre-sale for The Confident Body opens November 1st and will close on November 7th. If anything you've heard here interests you, resonated with you, definitely click the link in my bio, sorry, in my bio, (laughs) click the link in the show notes and download that first lesson You'll also get an email that really breaks down everything that's inside the confident body and who it's for, et cetera, et cetera. Any questions you have, I'm available on Instagram. I'm available. Instagram's probably the best place to find me. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If there's anyone you think might benefit from hearing this, definitely go ahead and pass this episode their way. And thank you so much for listening. I will see you again here next time with another episode about something else pretty cool. I don't know why I'm still talking. Why am I so awkward every time I finish the podcast? Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.